sometimes on another show that we do. Yeah. Called Covideos. Yes. We start and there's no there's no topic. There's nothing. There's no, no intro. No intro. That's our intro. No it's kind of how this feels. Because <laughs> we're alive or? there's a current topic, pop culture, that you want to talk about. Because we're alive? Oh, we're alive. no. Yeah. Um. Gosh. Um. Not really unless we want to talk about who's passed, which seems like that's another way that we like to start our show maybe not like is the right way but i right guess word, so but i guess so uh, i was hoping to hold off on okay. it but All yeah right. i guess that's where we are yeah you tell us who's passed. I can't. It's, I can't. Uh, it's too right. much for me. Uh, Sir Sean Connery has passed away at the age of 90. Yeah. Um, which is, that? that's a pretty good run. <laughs> that's, I you have know, to say. let's stop saying that. Okay. Because it <laughs> let's isn't given, that. it's given to all men to die and it's given to no and one women. to rate. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm talking, this is a quotation from. All right. From the from antiquity, sure. Is that from the Bible? It's going well so far. It's going so good so far. Oh my gosh! And uh, and it's given to no one to to rate somebody's life and existence, right? Yes, yes. Unless you want to put it on your own, your gravestone or whatever, right? (laughs) A pretty good run. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, Shakespeare's gravestone is like, yeah, that was okay. But like the key focus is. Don't move my bones, and it's like what? What are you gonna? Where are you gonna move them for construction? Like, I found out the other yeah. day. A friend of mine told me the other day that the there's a there's a city near us. Yes. I always I always wonder about the the details. Let's not say what the city is, but anyway, there's a city, and uh-huh. it's like a, you know, it's just a place where people live. But in like the early 1800s, maybe in the mid 1800s, just because of settlement, it was a, a cemetery. Mm-hmm. And there are no cemeteries there now. It's all houses. I've been to yep. my friend's house many, many, many times. Yeah, we got a poltergeist situation going on here. Yeah, I know. I know. That's exactly what that is. Yeah, right. And knowing where we live, it's not going to be. It's going to be just like poltergeist, right? Yep. Oh my god! All these white people are mad because you built a mall on top of them, <laughs> and they're missing all the deals. Uh, I know, right? Um. That's kind of terrifying. So Sean Connery. Yeah, so Sean Connery. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Died on Halloween. I know. I'm so sick of all the memes that I've seen where everybody's posting the Jeopardy stuff. And it's like, is that, that's your, you little, you sweet summer children. That's your interface with Sean Connery? I hope that's not your only interface What about Darby O'Gill and the little people? (laughs) And this is how young. What about Zardoz? What about, what about you're the man now, dog? It's not even that. So it's like, how old are you? I know. I know. Um, what if your costume was a Sean Connery character for Halloween this year, and then he died on Halloween? That'd be pretty sad. Um, what? Well, there's got to be some James Bonds out there. Oh, right? I'm sure. Otherwise, I'm sure. what? What are you thinking? Zardoz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, um, I gotta say, unless you live in a pretty warm place, that's gonna be a very chilly. Uh, or you could do like an Indiana costume. Jones and uh, yeah. uh, Professor Jones uh, right. father-son costume or mother-daughter sure. costume. Let me see it, folks. Send it in. <laughs> At Justin F. Trump on Twitter. Um, yeah, he is uh, – I don't think he ever won any awards himself, but his the films that he was in won a lot of awards. Um, do you have a favorite film of his? Oh, gosh. 
Um, well, Zardoz is pretty iconic, but probably one of his Bond films, maybe. Um, no, no, you don't get to just, you're not picking a random film. You're picking your favorite film. I, I know. You're like, oh, let's see. Let's just pull up his Bond films, which I, if I had let you keep going, you would have failed. And then. With Russia, from Russia with love. What's it called? From Russia with love. So anyway, you would have failed. And uh, really, that's your favorite? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Why? You judging me? No, I I like that one too. Um, It's no Marnie, but... Martin and Martin is okay. Um, What's your favorite? Sean probably film? Goldfinger. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Although I do like From Russia with Love though as well. Yes, it's a good one. But Goldfinger is pretty classic. Um, wasn't like a touch of the, is pretty good. The uh, I haven't seen that Highlander. Oh, Highlander. That's Actually, a good one, one. This is such a movie nerd thing. You can't. It can't be your favorite, or you, you just got to go. But I really like a Bridge Too Far, and I've had that on my list to watch on Covideos mm. for a while. It's, you have to cut out three and a half hours of your life because right. it's a very long movie. But maybe that'll. Uh, maybe we'll do that one. And then I said I suggested earlier, Diane. We did it again. What? We did it again. We killed another celebrity. Because I suggested at the beginning of the week, before we decided on our movie for today, yeah. that we watch In the Name of the Rose. You did! And That's like, right! how's that Halloween? And I'm like, it's scary, but we knew that we would be recording on All Saints Day and not All Hallows Eve. So we thought we'd try to split the difference and have a scary religious movie. Yeah, right. And I have seen that movie before, but yeah, I know. So the Grim Reaper had a coin with Christian Slater on one side and Sean Connery on the other, and just flipped it. He died in the Bahamas, uh, in Nassau, so very Bondian, and uh, wow. as far as, I'll bring back a little bit of that. Okay, you can see he had a good run, because that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's a nice place yeah. to, to pass away. Yeah. Um, I've never been to the Bahamas, but I hear it's beautiful. Okay. Um, okay. Keeping it media-focused. Yeah. All right. We are the Just Enough Trope Podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mikan Hana. We bring you all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment, and today that includes weather. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, he just, uh, you know, he, he's a man of, uh, the sexiest man alive. Uh, he, was the, he actually voted the sexiest man of the century uh, uh, at the end of uh, the 20th century by wow. People Magazine. Uh, obviously a big uh, Scots hero. Um, and... Yeah, he said to Barbara Walters that he uh, he it's a, he's okay with hitting women. Yeah, and I I read in another article that he apparently said that same thing like decades prior and like yeah, a, that's what Barbara Walters was was, was asking about. Yeah, I think yeah. it was a Playboy interview. Yeah, which is awesome. So but whatever. And uh, his first wife Diane uh, Clanto, he was married to for eleven years, and um, she had an autobiography. She was an actress herself. And in it, she claimed that he um, was physically and mentally abusive to her. Yeah, so, which is not great. Right. Believe women, but one book, one autobiography from his ex-wife, and then something he said in Playboy magazine, that's it. We don't have any film of him doing anything. No one else has ever said anything. I'm not saying that 
he is innocent, but I've seen a lot of people, as we like to do in the yeah. left, immediately go, yeah, screw that guy. Good. You know, dead. Hope, I hope God hits him when he gets yeah, to, I know. to heaven and then sends him to hell. Uh, and I'm just saying, hey, you know, I guess more and however you need to, but it's like one thing that he said. I know. Which I'm sure that he regrets. And um, when I just sit here and it's not a discussion between two people, well, I become the guy who is just defending a wife beater, <laughs> allegedly. I think he probably did hit his wife, don't you? I mean... I don't know. And I, it's not, once again, just as it's not my place to say whether or not he, you know, had a good run, it's not my yeah. place to, like, brand him a wife beater. I don't know. It doesn't look good. Let me just put it. It doesn't. But what? what is this? We got, put, we got to get past this judgment thing that we've got going on, don't uh-huh. we? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, he was definitely, like, a great actor and he was very iconic and everything like that. Here comes a butt. I'm just saying, I don't. You're I just don't, saying that you don't know what happened no, behind I don't. closed doors. And so you want to call him a piece of shit. No, I just, didn't say to, that. I just, I don't know if he's a piece of shit or not. I mean, he was certainly a very grumpy guy. For, I've yeah. heard a lot of. Uh, 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 stories about that, anecdotes, they're sometimes called if your brain's working right. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, I get it. I understand what you're doing. Um, but, I mean, I'm not, we're not having a discussion, though. So I like the fact that he, um, he's, he's been making films uh, for, from 1954 to 2003. Yeah. Um, that film, The You're the Man Now, Dog, what was that film called? Uh, Finding. Uh, Finding Forrester. Wasn't that the last film he did? No, or I think was one of the last. LXG was the last film that he did. Oh, really? Leave yeah. Extraordinary Gentleman? Yeah. That was it, huh? I know he did not he did... have a great experience filming that, from what I've heard. He did not. No. And then he did a um, some voice roles in uh, 2012. Oh. Came, came back briefly. Interesting. To do um, a okay. movie called Sir Billy that nobody's... Nobody's heard of. Ever heard of. All right. It's an animated, computer animated movie. Oh, Characters look like the general from the from the commercials. Oh, no. Yeah. That's that's not good. That's not a good thing. Um, I I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to condemn him. I just don't really know what to say. I don't want to, like, completely defend him either. Well, you're not, you know nobody, what I mean? No, you, you, you haven't been. You haven't yeah. been. And nobody would expect you to. That's not the position that you've taken. Yeah. I am taking it in order to spark a, a discussion that's not happening, but nobody would blame you. And, but you feel like you have to publicly spit on a man whose life you know nothing about just to what? Dot, dot, dot. I'm not publicly spitting. I'm just saying we need to believe women. I'm saying that that is a thing that we need to do. We do too, but the, the woman's dead. I know. Lo- 35 years dead. Uh-huh. And he, no, more. 45 years dead. Okay. And he's dead too. Yeah, I know. So, so what is the point? What do we? What's what's the point in your your first take on John Connery dying being like what that, a piece of shit? That wasn't my first take. One's first take. Oh, um, I think. <sighs> I don't know. I, I think that people feel like um, we can't completely performative. praise somebody who has something kind of negative. I think they're performing. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Like, what is what is the point of performing in that? Like, saying, well, but he he was not that great of a guy. What What is the point of it? I don't know. That It's, okay. it's a thing that, that happens now. Uh, it probably happened 
on a on a smaller, less transmittable scale before the internet, but now it's yeah with the internet. Now it's the internet, yeah. and so your your only first and only opinion on a guy who made many many movies that made you and probably a lot of other people happy. Your, mm-hmm. your first take has to be the piece of shit wife beater, and it's like you don't know that, right? Right. Um. I, I'm not going to be satisfied by this probably, conversation that we're having not. in front of other people. Okay, so. but I mean, right. you know, that's that's what we try to do. <laughs> what would satisfy you? If for you to to have a, a a cool take, for you to vehemently disagree with me, for you to just bring anything so we could provide entertainment, you know, like we could so we could fight and have an entertaining fight because we're this is. All live. There's no. We were. I I'd just cut this out if we were, if we were not live. But okay. it's all. It's all on tape now. I'm, I'm sorry. I. I don't know what. I don't. I don't. You. You, you got to come ready for anything. I. I feel like I do. Uh, no, you. You never do. <laughs> you never. I don't do. think that that's fair. Uh, okay. Well, it's you know, show business. We'll have it off the air. But uh, anyway, Sean Connery, uh, apparently, man with a contentious life. This is our contentious tribute <laughs> to that life. Now, come over here, and I'll just give no. you a little, and then everything's back Stop to normal. Stop it. Not funny. <laughs> um, it was a little bit funny. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, if, uh, it was a little bit funny. No, it wasn't. Okay. Right. You can um, keep trying, and I'll keep disagreeing with well, you. Well, you can keep keeping wrong. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're talking about a feminist film today. Thank God. <laughs> Hopefully it will uh, cover over everything that I just did. But... And it's a film that is um, – do you feel like it's still remembered? Yeah, I do. Um, Who'd you at talk least to in that, like that cult said, circles. I remember that, cult circles. Um, I, don't, I don't think it wow. is. Wow. Well, when you it put is. it that way, I don't know – I feel like I hear people talk about it, but maybe that's just because I like it personally. Who? I don't know. Um, Rosemary's Ladies just did a show on it. Um, that's the first Give thing that I could plug. think. Of. <laughs> uh, I didn't uh, recently for this this month. Um, I don't know if it was this month or not, but they didn't they recently do one. I, I thought they did. This I don't is, know. This is this is great. <laughs> this is, this is great. This, this is what I'm talking about. Oh shush! This is what I'm talking about. Shush! I don't I don't believe everything that I say, but I like I come. Let's here's a little uh, podcasting clinic for anybody listening. But I, but I come ready to to maintain uh, a position, you know, to to mm-hmm. to provide a a rock. Or a hard place that the rock can bounce off of. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if we're both just... The, the thing that bugs me the most in podcasts is when it's just like, well, um, it's, uh, it's, our, it's our podcast. Um, yeah, let's do... What are we uh, talking about? Oh, we're talking about... Uh, we're talking about bananas and pajamas. Oh, bananas and pajamas. Or, or is, it, is it bananas and pajamas or is it Bananarama? No, no, no. Bananarama is a, a band from oh my God. Stop. the 80s. Yeah. 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 Remember that? Th- <laughs> I'm just describing our show, I think. Um, wow. But anyway, it's just like when it's just like me and and then you're there. It's, I, I don't Please like that. stop it? I, I'm more than just here, okay? I am. Okay. So anyway, I asked you if... I don't know because I okay, feel like... Okay, but then like... I don't know. You, you, clearly, you haven't examined your opinion on it. Because you're you're kind of coming to the realization that you don't know. 
And my original premise, which maybe I actually should have stated instead of trying to get you involved in the show, was I don't think people remember this movie much. Okay. I <laughs> I don't. My fingers is hovering over the abort button. Oh, stop it! Um... Go off the air. I I just I I don't know I'm feeling really frustrated. I can tell. I I, uh, I I thought that the people were talking about it. I thought that it was it was I I've seen people talk about it online. I've seen people say, "Oh yes, Ginger Snaps." I love Ginger Snaps. I don't know if we've said the title before. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but it, we're talking about Ginger Snaps. Safe to say, your position is people remember it. My position is that they don't unless they are over thirty five. Or uh, well, I could see are that. a dedicated uh, uh, horror and uh, scary movie podcast that goes searching for <laughs> movies to talk about. Well, it's it's, on it's their a podcast. it's a cult classic. It's not necessarily. I, I don't like that term. Okay, I don't. Not, how would you? How does that term it? even apply anymore? Because a movie like a, a movie about a scary doll would in any other era of human uh, existence. I guess it'd have to be within the invention of cinema, would have been a cult classic. It would have been, remember that doll movie? You know, she's like, uh, she's a doll. Mm-hmm. And she, I don't know what happens in Annabelle, but in Annabelle, I don't either. she's a doll. Yeah. Uh, it's like an Aaron Mankey episode of Lore. Right. Every time we sit down to record, <laughs> I'm already recording. And then my alarm goes off and said, you should record. I'm like, I don't know, I'm recording. I know. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> so that should probably, we should, that should serve as the thing that just says move on, right? <laughs> But anyway, I don't think it is because uh, if it had come out today, yeah, there'd be eight of them and some of them would yeah. be you know, VOD or, right. or, or Netflix, a Netflix property. But I don't think so. Okay. Well, I, why why do you feel that way? Because I haven't seen people talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Um, well, um, that's too bad because I think it, it is a, a – um, Okay, a really but interesting film. Yeah, all right. I don't have to give your review. See, it's look, you want to be part of the show, you, you got to jump in. Otherwise, I'm just going to do my thing. Dead air. I, I'm trying to jump in. I'm more frustrated than you are, um, believe it or we'll, not. We'll and yet, see. I'm pushing the show forward. So we're talking about Ginger Snaps, and that's all we're going to say. If you don't know it. Keep listening. If you do know it, I guess keep listening. Yep. But uh, chances are you don't know it. Uh, Anything else before we talk about the news? Um, I cannot think of anything else right now. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to talk about something. (laughs) Otherwise, it seems kind of (laughs) dumb that I would just throw to you. (laughs) I swear to God, it doesn't. (laughs) Our our non-live shows are much better than this. They don't go this poorly. I'm, I'm... I'm, I'm it's sorry. like we're trying to keep I'm... lowering the bar. Like last week was terrible. That was one of our worst shows ever. And I think we finally, you know, we started off defending uh, wife beaters. And here we are, <sighs> unable to get to the news. I I, I, I don't, I, I I felt like I was ready to uh, come and show up and be here. And I don't know what's going on with me today. What, so what do you I'm think is going work, on? I don't know. I'm trying to work through it. So well, let's, let's let's dig into it. I... It's more it's more interesting than hearing which theaters have shut down. As far as I'm concerned, probably the audience too. I I really don't I don't I don't know. You know you can't say you can't say I don't know. That that's not an and. 
You have to, yes, and then and. I'm just not in a good mood, I think. Well, yeah, but why? Because I'm too busy. <laughs> what are you busy with? With all of our podcasts. <laughs> okay, well, you could turn that into an opportunity to promote some of them. Um. Yeah, Um. We're we have... No, no uh, you don't have to just list them. Like, talk about what you're busily working on as far as those podcasts go. Um, I'm going I'm to get a show out of you tonight. I'm working on um, our next uh, Sailor Noob uh, episode that we'll be recording shortly and um, doing um, uh, research on that, that kind of stuff for that show. Um, uh, how, does, how does that, that process work? Well, first I have to figure out, you know, basically based on the episode that we watch, um, what's something within Japanese culture that we can talk about um, for that episode. And um, a lot of times I, I talk with you to kind of make sure we're on the same page as far as all that goes. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. No, you don't. You yes, hand- I do. No, you handle it capably all by yourself. We We, we rarely talk about the subject for um the the cultural examination okay well um then um i you know i just like google is my best friend and or my worst enemy however you want to look at it because you can go down a path and sometimes you go down a path and it's like not the right path and then you have to backtrack and um you know, and you want to <laughs> you want to go more than one page deep on something. You want to Google more than one thing. What if you had to like we've all been down a wiki wormhole or, yeah. or something like that? What right. if it took the exact amount of time to get out of it that it did to get in? Like you were climbing into a real hole. So right, you're like you're 45 minutes into reading about uh, Ferris wheels in Japan, and you're like, this 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 ain't it. Right, right, right. Well, I don't want to get the bends. Time for the decompression. And then it takes you like 45 minutes, minutes to, to decompress. You have to like read everything backwards. That would be a challenge. No, not, <laughs> no I don't mean decompress like, you know, in your life. Like you, you're trying, I'm trying to do with you right now because you're all freaked out. Uh, I, I mean like, you know, nitrogen bubbles in your blood. Sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like a, a decompression tank or something like that, like astronauts or something. Uh, that's more like an isolation quarantine type situation. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't know what you're talking about then. (laughs) And you? What? What? We're not doing news. We're not doing news. We're just going to go right into into the the movie. Okay. This is more fun. Uh, When you, when you, uh, not you, because I know you means to you means you. When divers go down and they go uh, very far down, yeah, um, the pressure from um, the, the the pressure that they experience and the pressure that needs to be put on them to equalize with the the deep sea, um, it causes the nitrogen uh, in regular air. Remember, air is three quarters nitrogen and a quarter oxygen. Okay. It causes it to dissolve because, you know, the properties of things change, you know, in different environments, sure. pressures. And so when you get nitrogen into your bloodstream, like more than normal, then when you come up, the pressure is, you know, lessens and the nitrogen turns back into um, it, 
Is it sublimation? If it could, it, it uh, evaporates. It, it turns into bubbles in your blood. And when you have bubbles in your blood... That seems bad. This is bad news. Yeah. Because uh, blood can go through a capillary, but bubble, they don't go through so well. No. And so you get all kinds of weird problems. You get the bends. Sure. Okay. All right. So sometimes um, deep sea divers, you know, um, they have to come up um, slowly to allow the nitrogen to dissolve or, or to... Um, Reliquify or no no wait what's it doing again I just said evaporate or whatever right 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 be released from their blood at at a, a rate that you know they can handle it's a regular interval yeah. yeah okay all right like aren't there decompression tanks mm-hmm. that people can go into um, to, to turn tie this back into pop culture so we um, remain somewhat relevant yeah uh, there's a movie called Sphere which is based on a Michael Crichton novel of the same name. And in that book, um, they go to a deep-sea habitat mm-hmm. uh, underwater, and they require uh, a long period of um, a pressurization. Mm-hmm. So they are there, and the pressure is um, higher than normal, mm-hmm. but not as bad as the outside. And I think part, that's for the stability of the habitat. Like, you you know, you, it gets crushed like a can, but you want to have some pressure pushing back, and the human body can handle that. Right. And because of the nitrogen problem, in order to kind of skip that... Uh, I think they replace the nitrogen uh, with helium. Okay. Which is inert. Uh huh. And because of that, everybody talks like Mickey Mouse. Okay. But sure. they get yeah, these right. things that they can wear, like a I don't smoke, Sonny, like type thing that <laughs> makes their voices, you know, somewhat more normal. Deeper but, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Weird. And then the end of the yeah. film is um, the resolution of the film takes place in a decompression chamber because. They were forced to come up quickly at the end of the film, so okay. they go into this chamber. I've never seen it. Is it worth watching? <sighs> We've talked about it on the show before. Have we? We've talked about. You've asked me if it's any good, and I. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I don't. Like a lot, that. like a lot of Creighton's books, you know, uh, it's, it's written very um, uh, cinematically. Like you read it and you go, "This would make a good movie," and then they made a movie with Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone. It's like this wasn't a good movie. Didn't you tell me that, like, he didn't start out writing books that way, but then, like, with, like, I big don't hits, know. The, like, like Jurassic Park and stuff like that? Like, I don't know what his first book like was. I know okay. a very early book was um, The Eaters of the Dead, uh, which was turned into a film called The Thirteenth Warrior. Okay. Um, and it is uh, not true, but it is purported to be um, the, like, translation of... Uh, an experience of a guy, um, a Muslim scholar who had fell in with some Vikings and they had huh. this, um, they went on this quest that involved a Grendel like creature. And it's a retelling of Grendel basically, but with like an Arab there for some reason. And it's interesting. And, and the fiction of it is, you know, you, you can look up and see that it's not true, but like the book is like, Oh, this, this is real. This, happened. this is a real thing. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And, um, I it, it's very cinematic. I think it's like in 1982 it came out, but okay. uh, it's a very cinematic book. Well, maybe I read a that's lot just of his kind books. of the way I was a big that he wrote. Head he wrote when yeah. I was when I was young. Okay, sure. Uh, well, he was a very, I think, tall very, man. Yes, very. Oh, what? No, I was going to say very popular author. Oh, popular. That's what I was going to yeah. say, yeah. And did he write? No, Robin Cook wrote Coma, but he did. Did he direct the film? I thought he was involved in, with Coma in some way, but I'm matter. not familiar with that. That kind of like pop science, you know, sure. Crichton-esque book is was really popular back then. I mean, they're popular now, but yeah, right. That was a, that was a cult thing. That yeah. was a genre. All right, okay, all right. Well, 
Would, would, would you like what is like a, a would you say Crichton-esque to describe something that's like him or something like that? I don't know. There's so many different genres and every time that I interview an author, they operate in some different genre now. So um, I'm sure it's it's part of like, you know, selling their, their work and everything and but like, working what would you with call... an agent and stuff like that. You know, like, oh, oh, this is what you don't think so. <laughs> Thanks for trans- translating my looks for the people at home. Sure. I, I, you have so little confidence in your statement that one look from me and you didn't even finish it. Yeah. Remember, well, people are listening to you. So I, I know that. Yeah. But if I had a wall in front of me instead of looking at your face, I don't know. That would I think be a weird experience. Clearly, some authors deal with the pressure to to genre something um, to to make it a genre. But I spoke with an author named Cassandra Rose Clark recently, and one of her books is. Um, oh, I'm going to look it up because if I'm talking about it, I I should uh, plug it. Um, but I'll I'll describe it while I'm looking it up. Sure. And I'll uh, we'll get there eventually. Um, but it is takes place in a domed city in Antarctica, right. and it is um, uh, an Argentine colony. Mm-hmm. And this takes place, I think, in like a possibly an, an alternate reality, possibly like a near future. Mm-hmm. And a female PI is running afoul of the um, City of God esque gangs that sort of right. div- divvied the place up. And this all takes place over the um, backdrop of an android revolution. The androids are tired of um, of you telling them what to do and having yeah, to work, right. and so Being they are android slaves. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and 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 also um, the 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 big problem is we have to keep the steam running, otherwise the colony will freeze. Mm-hmm. So, an editor hears that and goes, "Steampunk, <laughs> right? Yeah." Or else she has a book about uh, magic uh, pirates uh, who fight like krakens and monsters and things okay. like that. And sure. so, I mean, yeah. yeah. And I asked her, like, did you ever feel pressured, like, by an editor or a publishing company to, like, you know, can we get a, like, just a romance this time? <laughs> right, <laughs> or can right. we just get, like, a space book, just a space opera? And she's like, no. I bring them stuff and they go, oh, great. And That's I'm like, cool. But they don't ever go, like, geez, what are we I don't even deal with this one. Her stuff is kind of well. It's not kind of YA. Some of it is really is YA. I think mm-hmm. anybody can read it, and so I'm not even sure how that works. That puts a whole new thing on it, sure, or doesn't. I don't know. Uh, but she said no. This is fine. Mm-hmm. And she's um, you know she's not like a household name, but she operates you know at sort of a uh, average sort of level. I think of exposure, and so so no, I don't. I don't think that that's necessarily a problem. I think that okay. Um, I don't know if it's. I mean, publishing. Print is supposed to be dead, and I think that books and the book industry are bigger and uh, more active than ever. Whether that translates to any real value for the creator, I don't know. I know two dozen authors, and none of them have like a boat, (laughs) so I don't. Right. So I don't. Right. I don't think that it necessarily means you're getting rich, but no, not necessarily. Well, it's interesting too. Like most of the books that I read are like eBooks, but I I do know quite a few people who like. Um, they really love the, the physical books, and they yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, so. But that's what but we're that's, talking about. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, sounds good. Oh, that's, that's the cue. That's uh, the cue to move on. I, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, kick it in a gear and uh, move, move out of um, 
talking about book genres into a film genre. <laughs> I tried to make it work there. I don't think I really did. Okay, let's talk about Ginger Snaps, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I, I came down pretty hard on uh, it not being quite so well remembered, but I'm sure every Halloween around the podcasts, the podcast fires, is that even a thing? <laughs> sure. Uh, amongst uh, the right podcast, it's probably talked about a lot. Yeah. But talked if, about fondly, I would hope. If you... What? If you had to... <laughs> What? <laughs> Is this the last Just Enough Trope episode? Stay tuned to find out. Stop. Uh, play along. It's fun if you play along. Okay. Say, I'm going to call my agent. Get my agent on the phone. Get my agent on the phone. All right. That, now we'll clip that all together. Oh, wait. No, wait, this is live. What genre is this film? Um, I think it's horror. Well, Yeah. Yeah. Um, teen drama. <laughs> I don't know what 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 genre do you think it is? There isn't any right. There's no right answer to any question that I ask. I I, I think it's horror. That's what I think it is. Okay, yeah. I, I think that it fits into more than one. I mean, maybe genre. it's sci-fi. A little I think bit that too. coming of age is a genre. And I think that okay, this fits sure. into this. Yeah. I think it's a comedy film. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Canadian film. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a genre, but sure. I think it's uh, an Ontar- Ontarian film. Uh-huh. If that's a thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, it's uh, it busts genres, is my point. <laughs> sure. Yes. Um, I, I, I definitely would agree with the, the coming of age. So there were... Depending on how you look at it, multiple right answers. Yeah. Or it was a trick question. Yes. Uh, it could be a trick question. <sighs> All right. I do, like, speaking of wolves and dogs, I feel like I just, you know, dragging the dog along on a leash. The tiny dog, short legs. Is... All right. Uh, this is 108 minutes, and uh, I, I feel like uh, it, it feels exactly perfectly long. Except I, for... Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 2000 film. Like we said before, um, there is an, actually an interesting story, and I don't know where this information comes from. Okay. Um, possibly from uh, magazines, uh, interviews uh, done in the wake of the release of the film because uh, it's such a cult hit. Uh, <laughs> so, therefore, people want to know about it. Okay. Uh, but it uh, it was a Canadian film, and like um, – like a lot of Canadian films, uh, you can get some uh, uh, some money from the government mm-hmm. to make the make the movie, mm-hmm. and they had done that. They were working with uh, Canadian uh, tele telefilm uh, to get money for the film. They set up a U.S. distribution. Yes, they are ready to go. And then uh, I guess 
Canada <laughs> has a deadline for signing up for for, for, for money. raising getting and so money, they yeah. missed that deadline and they're like ah oh, nuts <laughs> so do we go through with half the budget or right. or what do we do and they got hooked up with Lionsgate. Uh, which uh, helped them out and finished out the rest of the budget. Uh, They tried to cast the movie. uh, Easy to do in L.A. Tough to do in Canada because as they approached uh, Canadian uh, casting agents and offices, they were horrified at the subject matter and the gore and uh, blood that was promised to be in the film. I read something about that, too. But but what I want to know is... Are there not a lot of horror films Canadian in horror Canada films? and Canada? Yeah, or or did they just find this particular subject matter to be horrifying? Jason's not Canadian. I don't know. It's a it's a joke. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. Um, so <laughs> tell us what happens in Ginger Snaps. Uh, yeah. So there, it it takes place in a small town. Some I I don't know if they say where. Anyways, Bailey it, Downs. It's okay. very specifically say oh. many times. It's called okay. Bailey Downs. A, Bailey Downs, and it follows these uh, two sisters who are obsessed with death. They apparently made a pact when they were eight that um, out by 16, like they, they were going to get out of this town by the time they were 16 or they were going to kill themselves. Out by 16 or dead in the scene. Yes. But together forever. Right. Um, and um, uh, very early on in uh, the movie, uh, so it's Ginger and Bridget, or is it Brigitte? Um B. Anyways, Ginger and B are are out. Um, they're going to play a prank on a girl who's been mean to B. And uh, Ginger gets her period for the first time and gets attacked by a werewolf. Um, and she gets bitten or clawed or something like that, and she starts to change. And so, um, uh. B basically is trying to help her sister throughout the film and trying to figure out a way to um, revert this, uh, her turning into a werewolf and get her to be uh, human again. And she's helped by this guy, uh, Sam, who happens to be a drug addict, but or not a drug addict, a drug dealer. Uh, but he has a greenhouse and weed. he knows a lot. <laughs> yeah, weed. And he, he knows a lot about plants. Um, Weed's not, well, it's 2000. Weed's got to be legal in Canada by now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, that's like the basic, and, and you know, it's high school, so there's there's kids that are mean to them, and they're dealing with like whether or not they they want to have sex and that sort of thing and everything too. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then of course their parents are a big part of the story as well, especially their mom. What'd you come up with? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would feel good, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. That's what I came up with too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So like dealing with whether they're. Gonna oh, have all sex. right, all right, okay. <laughs> well, like dealing with like, maybe that's not the right way of putting it. Like uh, they're burgeoning sexuality. Let me put it that Whoa, way. Oh, it's not a boner comedy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, words are not my forte what is, right now. <laughs> what? What is? Uh, which? Which base do they call it? I don't know. What, it's what? probably warm alpo, whatever. I'm not, I don't even have the energy to make the joke. <laughs> um, okay. Let's dive right in. And by dive in, let's immediately just dive into the fake kiddie pool. This is the, this is the um, painted on uh, uh, road that the 
uh, Wally Cody wants the Roadrunner to run into. Okay. We'll just run into that, but we're going to go through it. Uh-huh. And the guy's going to be like, what? How do you do that? And then he's going to run into that. He hits the wall. <laughs> oh, no. You painted it, idiot. <laughs> At that, uh, oh, it's about menstruation. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. That's the tired. And... We're going to go for the wired take later. Mm-hmm. And I think we can do our diligence uh, to say that, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you you said something after we watched it, and I know you've seen it before, but I maybe have. you hadn't thought about this, uh, where you're like, man, it's like nobody's ever done anything like with that before, um, with, with the, about the with moon, like, yeah, and the female and, werewolves, and, werewolf, and menstruation, and, and twenty eight days, yeah. And- and getting mean and, and clawing at people. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, it's the year 2000. PMS jokes are still still work. Um, right. And it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, people were really impressed with that at the time. I'm not saying I'm not impressed now. But then I think, well, I mean, like Teen Wolf is about. Well, I mean, it's, that's it's what Teen a, Wolf is, it's right? A, it's, a trans, it's about transformation, right? Becoming a, becoming a werewolf, becoming a werewolf with a full moon. Transformation, puberty is a transformation from, from being a kid to an adult. So yeah. I, I, I get it. it it's, it's there. It but makes nobody, sense. But nobody never – you think that like 19 – oh, maybe we could look through old um, VHS tapes or Jim Carrey movies or something like that. Maybe somebody did a, a female werewolf uh, movie like right after Teen Wolf. But like 1985, it's like – Oh, okay. Right. He's playing basketball. He's got hair in unexpected places. Uh, right. Let's do a girl one. Why don't we do a girl one? Right. Nobody ever did Nobody for like 15 did. years. Which is, that's why I was like, why didn't that happen? You know? And yeah, I guess I just hadn't really And thank God that before. they didn't. <laughs> because it meant that Ginger Snaps had the field, uh, the hockey, uh, field hockey field. hockey field, field yeah. Uh, wide open to them uh, when the time came. And uh, that came in the form of uh, Karen Walton and John Fawcett. John Fawcett directed mm-hmm. it, Karen Walton, um, and he has a story credit, but she she wrote the script. Yes. And it's, um, as you pointed out, uh, which I hadn't even thought of, but they went on to uh, work on Orphan Black. Yes. Uh, which was uh, co-created by John Fawcett, but um, Karen Wilson did write a couple episodes for Orphan, Orphan Black. Yes. And um, I guess that fits and that makes sense. Um, why the guy went on to tell the very personal story of a woman uh, and the many other women that she is uh, and not Karen Walton being in the driver's seat on that one? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer And either. honestly, Karen Walton didn't write a whole lot after this. Mm. Didn't have a ton of credits. Okay. It's right, too bad because too bad. Th- because this is like right on. Like this, this what makes this is the script. I agree. And we can talk about the creature effects, which I think are surprisingly good for the for like, the budget four and a half million dollar budget that they had. Yeah. Uh, you can talk about um, the real, the genuine uh, spookaroo uh, scariness. You mm-hmm. know, it's like a proper scary movie, um, I think especially so. near the end. Uh, you can talk about like the teen lingo that kind of works, or the clear stakes that we set up in Ginger going through this and then her sister, you know, having to try to save her and it being a the line blurred between her just discovering her sexuality, but also like just being a, a wolf and stuff like that. But yes. it all comes together on this great script that is super tight. And if the movie slows down at all, in my opinion, it's when the characters aren't talking. <laughs> <laughs> Near the end of the film, they, we yeah. have to, look, we promised a werewolf. We've got to try to we pay off on this that. and get yeah, one. Right. And they start dealing with, you know, Ginger transformed and it's those are like the not I don't know it kind of drags a little bit 
Um, when we're driving around here, we're driving around there. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to go to the party. We got to, you know, Ginger's going to go after the guy. And all. it's, you know, I mean, it's action, but it's it's not as as interesting as the characters bouncing off of each other, interacting, the dialogue. Uh, I would agree with that. I think that it's especially like, so towards the end to kind of get Ginger to come with her so she can, her and, uh, so so B and, and Sam have have come up with some sort of concoction that apparently actually works in um, reverting the uh, lycanthropy or uh, werewolfism. Um, lycanthropy. Uh, and lycanthropy, uh, and uh, it's it's what is the name of the flower? It, it's it it ha- it's like uh, the scientific name of the flower is like it's like wolf something or other. It's like <laughs> I know this is this is great. Um, I didn't but, hear a question mark. <laughs> uh, I I asked a question. It's, what is the name of the flower? It's uh, oh, great. Now I'm not gonna forget. It's aconite, but it's a uh, monkshood. Monkshood. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so her. Uh, like it only grows in spring, but her mom has a collection of dried flowers. Her mom's kind of crafty, I guess. She we see dried yeah, flowers. Yeah, she went to Michael's the and they had yeah. She picked up some some um, So so they make a concoction out of that. And um, Ginger had slept with like this uh, other guy. I know that you would find a way to do another to extend your quote unquote synopsis. What you're just going scene by scene now? Come on. Okay, sorry. Um, I, I just I just think it's interesting that they they came up with a concoction um, to reverse it and everything, but but to get her to um, get to the house where she could get some more, she had to uh, slice her her both her hands and kind of become a werewolf herself. So then we're we're dealing with that. Um, it, but but the, the the scene in the basement after Jin- I thought that that was a step too far. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Why are we tracking that? Is one other thing to track. It's not. I mean, B is smart and capable, but she is like an eighty-pound girl. So I would believe that we're going to need Sam or somebody to to team up on Ginger, and they kind of add the twist of, "Oh, I can't feel my hand" or whatever. But it's never later on. You're she's chasing you all over the place, and you're fine. Like it doesn't. True. I, I don't know why we we don't really need to like keep tracking that. I don't think. No, I I think like after Sam gets attacked, like B like is like trying to eat some of his blood, so like to appease Ginger, and that like that was like a scene where there wasn't any dialogue, and I could have I didn't really need that, but um, well it's really because yeah, I... but, but but there was a good point in that where she's like I can't do it. Yeah, that's why it's important. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, but but if we had werewolfed her earlier so that like a hunger for blood yeah. uh like we see in ginger would be present it, you know maybe it would make sense it would be a stronger choice for her to say that she can't she's going to break this promise this uh, out by, out of the scene or whatever or um or just drop it you know or we don't need it <laughs> because once ginger is is a werewolf which we just watched near dark uh, I don't. They don't say werewolf in the film. No, right? No, no. They yeah. they 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 say uh, lycanthrope. Right, but yeah, right. Which means werewolf. But I'm just saying they don't. But yeah, the same sort of thing. I'm sure that conversations were had about Near Dark when they were writing the script and like mm-hmm. how Near Dark doesn't say 
vampires and just sort of deals with the realities of having to be a vampire. And there's a right. lot of taping your tail down for gym class in this. Like they're mm-hmm. more, way more interested with the practical um, facts of living as a werewolf. Um, but, uh, let's cut apart this, uh, script that I said I liked a whole lot. Um, I, yeah, I do think that it's paunchy at the end because, yeah, you've got like, what's, once Ginger is going to probably kill you anyway and can't talk, then how do you have the debate over you betraying me? You know, you're supposed to be this awesome werewolf as well, which on another show of ours, you complain that a lion had boobs. Well... Wolf boobs. Wolf boobs. Yeah. Well, How's that work? Mm. Uh, and so I don't know. Maybe they're they're they were trying to um, they were trying to pay that off by you know, having they have to do it um, through action. So she has to try to drink the blood, even though nobody told her to. She right. just, I guess, assumed that that's we're 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 showing it. Instead I've spent of... so much more time on this than I really want to. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It's fine. All right. Um, I, think, I don't like the ending. The ending's you know, bad. I I'm not in love with it either. I mean, it's I... like you wanted to set up a funny high school movie about a girl becoming a werewolf, or maybe it's just her period or whatever. Um, that's that, okay. Uh, and then you wanted to turn it into a horror movie, so how are you going to end it? Yeah. It's, You're not. It's a totally bummer ending. It's Oh, no, I'm fine with it being a bummer. I just don't think, like, thematically it pays off. Because you there's there's an open – because there's, there's an open – that's not an open question. The, the movie doesn't lead you to the theme of kids are dumb. No. And kids make – dumb promises you know about what they're gonna do no it doesn't at all cross your heart hope to die stick a needle in right, your eye right right Ooh, then they could have she could have like stabbed her in the eye with a syringe trying to get it and she stuck a needle in her eye um and it doesn't it just kind of drops all that and i think that it's like yeah it's not very poetic it's not very lyrical you couldn't find some way to sort of wrap it up rather than just um you know just ginger dying and well and like well i was thinking about <laughs> and this then they, too. and then they pan over all the 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 photos the of them dead, dead videos and yeah. their little tchotchkes and stuff like that and it's like what's that supposed to do like this is her fantasy this is her dream i don't she I wanted don't this yeah no i mean does that satisfy you no it doesn't Why'd you say it then I, i'm just trying <laughs> the, to first thing you thought of. hypothesize over what they were thinking yeah, better hypothesis well though. but so I was wondering, like, why, like, when she dies, does she not, like, revert back to human? But then I was thinking about the, the werewolf. How do you know she doesn't? I guess I don't. The movie just ends. It ends. But, like, I was thinking about... Have you seen about... the sequel? I have not. Okay. Uh, but uh, when, when we see the werewolf from the beginning get hit by uh, Sam's van, um, he, you know, runs into it and it goes everywhere and it stays wolf parts, you know. So I was thinking that's why they kept her a wolf, at least from what we saw, um, even though she was dying and then dead. Um, I mean, what did you – I mean, what are we supposed to take with, like, from B, like, breaking her her promise? Like, she's like, I'm not going to die in this room with you. You know, like, I can't do this. You know, like – I don't know. I mean, I don't – 
I'm more interested in, you know, the the title character and. Yeah. The, um, see, this is we're wired, not tired. We're wired, mm-hmm. even though we're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the I, I think flatness of Ginger as a character. <laughs> Ginger is a textbook kind of two dimensional disaffected teen. Yeah. Until she is bitten by a werewolf and mm-hmm. given supernatural urges. Yeah. Uh, so for the middle part of the movie, she's just like, now she's, she's a bitch, she's a lover. Yeah, she can, she right. can now do the things that she didn't think she could do before. And then she's just, you know, a villain, a monster at the end of the film. Right, right. And so like, who, but who's Ginger? You mean who's B? No, who is Ginger? Oh, who is Ginger? Really? She has to serve the plot completely. No, and you're B right. And B is the only like real person that we get to see. Now... Part of, you know, Ginger's problem is that she's literally, you know, has a supernatural thirst for blood that she can't help. But, you know, we have to look at the human character to see the human, like, reaction to this. Right. And I think the human reaction is, I'm not doing that. Are you crazy? Well, yeah, right. Um, I mean, there's the more surface thing of, like, all right, all you goth chicks out there, you can, you know, say that, you you know, your pain is eternal and you want to die and get your life journal out. But, like, really, you want to live, right? Right. And that's a very simplistic, overly simplistic kind of thing. But we're wired. Yeah. (laughs) We're going deeper. Um. I mean, I think also part of it is like um, be like like there 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 are things like okay so it it escalates right like and like B sees it go to a place where it's like a line has been crossed and she's like I can't I can't deal with this anymore like she Ginger kills the really nice janitor guy <laughs> yeah. Who is just nothing but helpful and, and, and nothing nice but, to, to be. Nothing but a, a threshold for Ginger to cross. Right. <laughs> not really, well, that's not really true. A character. He was not a fully realized character affair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it just was like, oh, well, this is this is too much. But she still wants to help her. You know, she never gives up on helping her. Right. I think it's. Is Ginger just like, just self-destructive? She's just never, she's somebody can't save her if she hadn't been bit by a werewolf she would definitely have um started sleeping sleeping with a college student and dropped out of high school and (laughs) just had no future i mean it's possible i get i kind of get the feeling that even though like they 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 both were obsessed with death right and like taking these pictures and they made this oath i get the feeling great art design by the way yeah like that whole part that was was cool was like a separate thing yeah because the rest of the movie is well done, but pretty stock standard Canadian TV show. <laughs> but yeah. like, but that part was like, wow, you're really kicking it up a notch. No, mm-hmm. that's just for the beginning. Okay, well, anyway, it was cool, right? But I, I get the feeling that Ginger like really would have gone through with like the whole calling themselves packed, uh-huh. you know. And she's like months away from her 16 year old birthday, so. Like her sixteen-year-old's birthday. Her sixteenth. Is there another character? Sorry, her sixteenth birthday. <laughs> yeah. I can't talk. So it would have, you know, that she would have, you know, they would have had to have crossed that threshold or not within a couple of months. Anyways, this just sped everything up. But I don't. I don't know. Like we don't really get to know the characters 
a whole lot before um, she gets bitten. We just know that they're, you know, they're obsessed with death and everything. And the bee ba- basically just does whatever Ginger does. At least that's their mom's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, their mom who? <laughs> is, is she to blame in this? <laughs> she, I think she's at least partially to blame, yeah. We, we talk about, uh, I mean, it, the, the whole movie is slightly heightened. Yeah. Uh, in reality, especially in the case of um, Ginger's erstwhile boyfriend or conquest, Jason, who yes. when Ginger has fangs and a tail and, and is drinking blood, it's scary. When Jason's doing it, it's like, <laughs> it's like goofy, Dutch angled, you know. I know. He's like almost attacking a, funny werewolf. a kid who's like dressed up as a dog for Halloween. Do you, what do you think about <laughs> <laughs> Like seriously? Always <laughs> well, escalating, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chihuahua, right? Then a then a mastiff and then a 10-year-old in a dog costume. Right, right. Oh, uh, that's that's we all know that uh <laughs> Chihuahua is a gateway drug to <laughs> eating kids in Halloween costumes. Um what do you think about? Okay, so oh boy, all right. We, so we got our points here. Uh, let's go back and compliment uh, Mimi Rogers. Uh, yeah. For I don't the think mom. I've ever seen her play like Dottie Mom before, but she does it well. She does. And they had a clear sense of who that character was. Um, it's a good joke, but it has uh, it has um, implications, which we are currently unpacking. Yes. The idea of her like. You know, when Ginger's, uh, they killed Trina, right? And then she's yes. like talking to B, and she's like, uh, you know, oh, no, no, Ginger likes the fact that you let us figure things out for ourselves. Yeah, and yeah. She's like, oh, I was wondering how that approach was, was going. I know! <laughs> but then at the end of the movie, once we reach the, you know, everything's goofy third act, yes. she's like, I found, you know, Trina, she's, you know, you buried her in the shed. It's all my fault. Yeah. Let's go home. I'm going to burn the house down, and we're going to start over. I know it. And then B's like, what about dad? And she was like, he would just blame me for everything. Well, this is not a movie about men. It's a movie about women. I know. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it too. And, but, you know, is this like what happens when you take out the father and teen wolf who's like, yeah, we're werewolves. (laughs) You know, they didn't go with like, oh, we are werewolves or whatever. You know, instead the mom's just like, the mom kind of has like a, she's a werewolf at heart maybe or something. Because. Huh. Because she's, we get that the sisters are so, are dedicated to each other. Like, I mean, I know they're sisters, but they're like willing to kill themselves for yes. each other. Yes. And we see in the mom as well, like this. this and not dedication. being Not being a daughter to a mom or having a daughter. I don't know what you thought about that depiction of like, you know, the, the homicidal limits of your devotion to your, to your daughter or your mother. Um, well, I think she, she's clearly, um, she she's she's a very dedicated mom. She but but with a kind of a weird standoffish approach. And um she uh you know this is her solution. Would you kill somebody for your family? I don't think that I would. I think but... that Here's what I'm let me just get to it even though I was trying to give you a chance to say something. Uh I, I think that it's just to give some, maybe something to do. I think so, too. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's, that's bad. I think it's the kind of thing that you laugh at and then you think about later and you go, 
That wasn't really real. That didn't like make. There's like there's real stakes here. Like is this, like this is your reaction to it? Refrigerator moment or what have you? <laughs> it's icebox, but yeah, yeah icebox. Yeah. yeah, there is a woman in a refrigerator in this. Yes, <laughs> and yes. it's not for the usual reasons. No, although it, she did die in the usual thriller kind of way, which she did. I complain about all the time. She slipped and hit her head. Yep. It, she was holding a knife. She At was least holding have her a knife. Fall on the knife or something. I know, right? Another shot for gore, and also it's not just that thing where. Oh, that happens in the thriller where the lover and her and and her husband are arguing, and then you know the the boyfriend comes in and goes, "You get out of here!" and he pushes him, and the father hits his head on the mantelpiece. Yep. I've hit my head on a mantelpiece still here. I know. So don't tell me that that's how people. <laughs> that that's an instant death. I know. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a little disappointing. That that's in there because it's it's a little um it's it it seems like an easy way to to kill a character. It's hard to balance, and this is just a fun, cheap, low budget Canadian horror movie. But they were really getting into something, and I think they they pull up short maybe because it's not it's time to be horror. We have to be scary, or we have to be funny. And I felt like they I, this isn't going to change anybody's life, but I thought that they they stared into the abyss, and the abyss stared back, and the, and they blinked. I, I think you're right. I think if she had fallen on the knife. No, 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 not that. Oh, okay. Something, no, I mean the fact else. that they are exploring the relationship with Jesus Christ. They're talking about the relationships between Am I you don't you don't care. You're you're this is a this is a feminist horror film and you don't care about the feminist elements of it. So at some point That's I'm I'm just true. a I'm just a weirdo for wanting to talk about the feminist elements if you if it's not interesting to you, right? It is interesting to me. Okay, well it's I'm absolutely interesting. But I'm to saying me. like without quote unquote selling out those elements, they bring them up and I don't think that they complete them. I don't think they go all the way with it. Well what is a way that you think they could have gone uh further with that? Not further, I mean just done done better by them because we have not seen a female well, there was a like a cable show for a while where a girl turned into a werewolf, but it was just a you know, like a USA show or something like that. Right. So I doubt that they were getting into this. But Ginger lays it out for us when she is Ginger is sort of the mouthpiece of the feminist ideas in the film. You know, she yeah. she, she says specifically because we, we see B see her take her first steps as you know a, a a woman in high school. You know, as a a girl who's not just in a huge baggy sweater right. and is smoking, you know, by herself on the field hockey field. Like she is it she is entering the you know, she she's all the girls in Euphoria. Uh, yeah, are, right. You know, she is entering the uh the high school uh at, you know, through the door they want her to. Right. Which is right. she dresses up and it's like woo woo and it's like, hey Ginger, you wanna go out? I don't know, Ted. Yeah. And right. she's playing the role and she's completely and utterly uh, unimpressed by all of it, you know. She she yes. comes she comes back yes. and and B is sort of like, well, what was it like? And she's about like, sex, yeah. It's well, I mean, specifically about sex, but she also, I, I feel like, quizzes her on what she sees her doing. You know, hanging out, making up with Jason or whatever, getting out there, fighting with Trina or whatever. And and she comes back and she says, you know, that you can be, you know, you can be a slut, a bitch, a tease, or the girl next door. 
Yeah, you, you right. can't. That's all that you can do in this world. That's all. That, those are the only. And it doesn't stop her from entering the world, but she's really depressed about that. And I feel it's like depressing. how many young girls have had that exact same thought, maybe not consciously, but have felt those emotions. And her resignation to the thing is that she says that she's going to coast on how the world works. That's yeah, her response right, to it. Her right. response is to just accept the roles that society has laid out for her. But later, she gets she tries to seduce a drug dealer, and they hit her in the head with a shovel. Like I'm not, I know it's a horror movie, and you, it's going to be. We're not going to have a talking conclusion to this. This isn't my dinner with Ginger. <laughs> Would have been a great show title. It's too late. But, but I, I don't know. Don't don't. I'm here to see a scary doll. Don't make me think about stuff and then go. Oh, that's off the menu, though. You know, I smell like this steak cooking, and then you give me a cheeseburger, and it's like. Ugh. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, like you're 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 saying that you you feel like it 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 set the table well for this interesting discussion and exploration on what is uh you know the roles of of being a, a woman in society. It and, is and exploring it, it. Yeah, it's but, just not like because good horror, in my opinion, and good sci-fi is not about an alien or a monster. It's about what what it is. It's about what it represents. We just saw an episode of Enterprise mm-hmm. uh, where T'Pol is a Vulcan who has a brain disease that she got from a mind meld. And the metaphor is not subtle. It's no. AIDS. She's got brain AIDS. Yeah. Right. And so, and it causes discrimination. And there is a certain um, type, there's a certain like genetic subset, however that works, right, of, of Klingons or Vulcans. Um, who are the only ones that get it or they are more likely to get it. Yeah. And at one point, a guy has to basically out himself as being one yep. of those guys. And yep. it causes discrimination for him and he loses his job. And it's like, that's I, that's what I'm into. Yeah. I Yes, I can totally relax and watch Jason punch people's heads off and they go into the dumpster two points. <laughs> Although you could argue that that is a criticism of the commercialism of New York. Jason takes Manhattan. But anyway, <laughs> but I feel like this this movie is like it's it's not toying with that like Jason takes Manhattan no. does. It's literally doing it. It is, and then halfway to use a sexual metaphor, uh, you know, two thirds of the way through, it just stands up and zips its pants up, and it, that's it. You know, and you're like, what? What? Do you? You didn't expect any of this. No, I don't know. I'm not trying. I didn't try to ambush you. I, I said that we were going to be going wired yeah, and not just tired. I, I, I know. Um, do you think that there were any besides quote unquote curing Ginger? Are there any ways that she could have been able to like? I think she's fine with being a werewolf. B is not fine with Ginger being a werewolf. Hmm. Is there any way that they they could have? lived together. Do you think she's fine with being a werewolf? Well, I think she's more okay with it than B is. Um, I think maybe, I mean, maybe she doesn't love it, I think but that she's, she's kind of embraced it. But the werewolf is, is, it's, and this is, you know, a scary creature, I guess, and the limitations of whatever animatronics you have, but the werewolf is a constant scowl. And it isn't like once I've killed this drug dealer that I think wants to, you know, bed my 15-year-old sister, um, 
what's up? Twist her? Got a no, frisbee? No, I know. Like, she is still furious, and yeah. she and her paranoia has turned on to her sister, who she is ostensibly, ostensibly protecting, and basically has to, her sister has to kill her in self-defense. I know. Like, she's lashing out at everybody. And I think that it is a metaphor for, you know, a girl who is Being already strong-willed. <laughs> excuse me? Being a teen. But being a girl teen, being yeah. a, a teenage girl, and we've already seen that she's a person who, even before she entered the kind of sexual realm of being an adult or a teenager, she w- wanted out of this. And she yep. um, bridled against the restrictions that they put on you. I mean, she's a kid in suburban Canada. They're going to make her like to play field hockey for 45 minutes. You know, what? what, what are her real problems? But... And now she is being forced. She says herself, you know, that she's lived her whole life trying to be different. And then her body betrays her. And right. she thinks she's talking about menstruation, um, you know, puberty and becoming a woman. But then mm-hmm. you know, we get the werewolf thing, too. Yeah. And so I think that she's angry about everything. I think she's angry about the whole thing. It's all disappointing to her. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I see your point. Um, uh. And all those cargo pants. All those cargo pants? She wishes she could live in a a decade that didn't love cargo pants so much. (laughs) Um, I mean, but is there, without the um, getting injected with the stuff, is there um, a happy ending for for Ginger? Um, I think if it's a, it's a, you know, this is the era of Nine Inch Nails and... Yeah. And David Fincher movies. Yeah. I don't think there's a happy ending period. I think the the way that you set the story up, because that's that puts the point on the satire, the exclamation point, right? Mm-hmm. If you can just plug her with a thing and then she turns back into like a sexy teen, um, then what was the point of any of the things that you tried to say? Yeah, I suppose. Like maybe she could run off into the woods, you know, sirens slowly approaching and... She raises a paw and B raises a paw. And, I mean, you wouldn't believe that, right? No, I wouldn't believe that. Yeah. Um, Despite all her rage, she's still a girl that lives in an unfinished basement. <laughs> um, which I, I feel like they, they chose to live down there, right? Like, because it just kind of fits their aesthetic. Well, <laughs> Mimi Rogers let them live down there. Yeah. She's trying to let them figure it out. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um. Like how like how has like their mom is like totally okay with them doing these 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 photos of death and everything too yeah and like and that's kind of how they 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 hide like Trina's death because like Ginger like lays in the actual blood and says that it's corn syrup so that was kind of cool um I'm just I'm trying to think of um. So there's no happy ending for them. Um, it's it's depressing that that B has the syringe in one hand and the knife in the other, and it's the knife that Ginger gets. But like you said, maybe there's just no other way to end it. Um, I mean, what do you think would have been like a more satisfactory ending? No, you've already asked me that. Oh, sorry. That's you just reworded the question. Okay. What? Tell me what you want me to say. What, what what's what's your satisfactory ending? 
I don't know. I feel like Ginger has, like, killed just about everybody who's wronged her, except for, I don't know, maybe she feels like her parents have wronged her, and she hasn't killed them, and she hasn't killed B, but I don't want that, and I, I don't know. Well, I don't um, know either. I, it's unsatisfying, and we're not screenwriters, and so we, but I, as critics, and as just humans with eyeballs and brains, we can watch the thing and go... I just didn't didn't get it, you know? I, I don't know what to tell you, and I don't have to tell you. I'm just not satisfied by that. I think it ends too abruptly, and like I said, you know, I can imagine a script in which the the feminist ideas are dealt with in a more either explicit or subtle way going to the end instead of just going, well, she's just a, you know, she's just a monster now. Well, how do you think like, like B and her mom, like reconcile what happens? I don't know. That's a good question. That would, with you know, whether or not they show us, I would be satisfied to know that B was transformed from this and right. would go forward in a different way. Right. And she, we are not given that suggestion. It just ends very abruptly and in the second film, which I have seen, uh-huh. it does not address that. Okay. Uh, she's there, but it isn't like, you know, that she's a different kind of character for having gone through this, which is what you want out of your characters in films who experience things like this, right? Right. Like, you would think, well, you know, maybe I was obsessed with death before, but being having experienced a lot of it now, I'm going to try to live my life in a different way. Or... Well, I mean, I wouldn't try to codify it that that sharply. Okay, but, well. But sure. Joseph Campbell's shaking his head. <laughs> shaking, uh, shaking his skull. Uh, uh, shaking his skull. Okay. Like we watched The Loveless. Mm-hmm. And in The Loveless, you argued that Willem Dafoe is the main character, but I argued that in terms of the film's climax, the 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 girl, the daughter of the guy, mm-hmm. would be the main thematic character because mm-hmm. she's the one who is affected by, you know, this the person that she meets. She does she chooses to do something. Um, it's not a happy ending, but no. and Willem Dafoe is simply there. As the observer, here's the he's the guy that's like, wow, well, all right, and he's not really changed at all. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going nowhere, right? Fast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. And I hate the fact that we see. I think that we see that B take so much responsibility and really learn that a lot of the things that they worried about were bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. Field hockey, screw that. Like, I'm, I'm my, my sister's a werewolf. I know. Right? Um, but it doesn't, you know, it, I don't know. I do, there's one more scene that, that is something at the end. You know what I mean? Do you, do you think, I don't know if B would actually. Spider-Man. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You're bringing up Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. What about him? Right? The climactic scene, speaking of Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Uh, he confronts Spidey. Spidey, <laughs> it's a bad, it's a bad climax. Sorry, Stan. But. Uh, Spidey jumps out of the way and the goblin impales himself on his own glider. And for Spidey, at that time in the comics, it's more like, wow, like the world that I have chosen has consequences Mm -hmm. that I was unaware of. Mm -hmm. I didn't know when I pulled a mask on and decided to like, you know, um, 
make fun of burglars until <laughs> until the cops showed up that my best friend's father would be trying to kill me. Right. After having killed my girlfriend. Right. Now, put that in the movie. In the last scene of the movie, they go to Norman's funeral and we see the aftermath of everything and Peter, you know, uh, is talking to Harry and Harry's like, I'm going to get that goddamn Spider-Man, you know, but you, Peter, you've always been there. Thank God for you, Peter Parker. You've always been there for me. Mm-hmm. And Peter, you know, knows, Harry doesn't know that Harry both loves and hates Peter. Right. And then he goes to MJ and she's like, oh, well, thank God this menace is over, but we can finally be together. And Peter's like, oh, we can't be together. Right. I just, I just can't. He wants to, but he's already seen somebody that he cared about die because yeah. of what happened. And right. so he knows that they can't be together. They they absolutely can't. And she can't understand it at all. And he has to walk away. Without explaining with his it. He won. And his entire life is in shambles. Yeah. And he's going to have to deal with that going forward. Mm-hmm. Or... The the Wolf animatronic cage going Wolf up and cage down going up and Stops. down yeah I know spooky music it's over I know it's just a little unsatisfying <sighs> and you can write a better script than Sam Raimi come on this is Sam Raimi <laughs> <laughs> yeah I um I think it's. I think it's interesting that like it's it, like the girls are like their own best friends, you know, they're sisters, but they're like friends and everything. We don't really talk a lot about. It's not like, healthy. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily unhealthy, but it's but unhealthy because they don't have any other friends. They don't have any other friends, and yeah. we don't. We don't for for. But then again, we are presented to with nobody in the school that they could be friends no. with. No, everybody is no, a, is a caricature of a bad teenager. Teenager. Well, but I think it's it's interesting for a film that that, that speaks uh, so much about um, you know feminine values and everything. It, it doesn't really focus on feminine friendship outside of the two sisters, you know. So it's not like yeah, you know, found friendship or what have you. Yeah, between women. I mean, the, the nature of the. I mean, okay. So I'm I'm just saying objectively for a human yeah. being, it's not healthy. I think for the film, it works because right. They're going to have this insular problem that they're going to end up dealing with by themselves. I mean, yes. who would they go to? But yeah, I know. Uh, and so you, you know, there's no point in having other, any other friends. You know, this is a streamlined kind of cast. We've got just enough people to to get you know to to move the action forward. Um, and I like the fact that they are the um, like the Grey Gardens ladies or something like that. Like yeah. they're just you know. Yeah, no, that's true. Each other. What did you think about? Here's something that uh, we, we could explore. What I'm surprised that they didn't make a sequel that was just followed uh, Jason and uh, there were no girls because dude vampires is cool. Or <laughs> werewolves. They take yeah. this thing that they, you know, they, that they associate strongly with, and I, we never see the Beast of Bailey Downs gets taken out pretty yes. quick by that van, by that yeah. uh, Ford van. And so I don't. We don't even see if it's got boobs or not. So we don't know if this is, you know, if it was a girl werewolf or something. But it's associated with, you know, they call their period the curse, and there's this curse of of lycanthropy. It seems like a feminine thing, but you can give it to a dude. Yep. And the dude's got it. Yeah. Did you think that that was a a, a splitting, a bifurcating of their intent, where maybe they should have just stuck with? This is a girl um, thing? That's an interesting point, maybe. I feel like there was a 
throwaway line that Sam said about the a circumcised sized human oh pe- it, that's penis, right uh, that's right with the with the werewolf okay that he so it was a guy so I think it was a guy but they could have made it they could have chose to make it a, a woman line. yeah I know because it, it it could have been completely it could, sexually it could have been ambiguous. Like yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. But now it was a guy. It was a guy. Which is So weird. a guy inflicts. Yeah, I don't really like being that. Being a woman on a girl? Well, she, I mean. Now mm, it seems like an abuse metaphor. It almost does, doesn't it? But I mean, she, like, technically she got her period, like, right before she got bitten. Uh, that's something but... else I was going to say. Is there only one beast? Like, are there, like, is there a Ginger Snap Zero or is there a, a Judy Snaps? Is there, like, a. <laughs> Has this happened to other people? Because it the, must the, have, the movie opens right? and there's a spate of dog killings, and so yeah. we know that there's. But Something everybody comes there. up with this beast of it. Maybe it's the way that the casualness with which they talk about the beast of Bailey Downs made me feel like it is something that had been around for a while. Do you know what I mean? Like this oh. is not a, this is not a town knowing a dog in. This is it's head cannon. It's head cannon. That but, it, yeah, but the the thing that was so, weird like, to me. And so nobody had ever you know cut their finger or, or scraped their knee on the swing set, right? Or, or had their period before, right? Near a woods, right? That <laughs> like, seems a little hard. I know, to like believe. it has to happen so we can have a movie, but. right? But another thing that was like that was established within the world of the movie, which I didn't understand, is like so there, there's this beast going around killing dogs, and yet families are leaving their dogs outside. <laughs> well, I'm right. I know we have to what have a, a movie. Ding, but... got him. Well, and then we see the the decapitated dog that was like a a Rottweiler or a Doberman, and like yeah, yeah, Trina yeah. has the same kind of dog. Anyway, as long as we're going through our list of notes, uh, let's do an Ella and say the good things. Um, I um I liked um I like the sisters. Uh, I like what? Um, I I like the I like the makeup. I thought the makeup was interesting that we see at the end and people, because it's Halloween, which coincides with a full moon, people think that it's like Ginger's like Halloween costume. There's a, well, yeah, we never really, throughout the movie, Ginger has, um, I, I had him for a costume once, uh, these oh, gigantic yeah. novelty fingernails yep. and uh, an extra set of teeth and nobody says anything. And, and like and, gray hair streaks. And we set up, yeah, yeah, and we set up that the girls are weird. So I'm not like it doesn't break the movie or anything like that. No, but this is a movie where people have to be a little well, less dense. observant than than people yeah. usually are. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. Um. I I liked that we had a a, a friendly, helpful um, drug dealer that also knows a lot about plants. Um. Uh, I liked their um their mom and how um ridiculous she was and that she i mean she she looks like the kind of like like a um the mom that helps out with like school projects and like stuff like that like all the time and she she has like these different sweaters for like the different like seasons and stuff like yeah. that and like it's like Everybody knows a, a couple grew up with a couple people who have moms like that, you know. So it's it's I know I know it's it's a you know uh, it's maybe a stereotype or a trope, but but it does happen in real life. And but I mean, she was it it was funny having that, and then also having her be so hands off. You know what I mean? Because like I I feel like it's somebody who. Um, 
um, has like clothes like that. Like they're they're somebody who wants to be involved with their kids. I don't think that since these aren't real people, there isn't a psychology to delve into. But I think yeah. that you know you could you could delve into <laughs> do what I said you you couldn't into the psychology of the film that this is for people in a house who are living their own lives. And I don't think it's uncommon. The mom and dad have their own pursuits and the dad seems very detached, you know, from what's going on. And the daughters have completely withdrawn into, um, literally into, you know, the the basement, the ground. Mm -hmm. And they spend B and, and uh, Ginger spend all their time together, but B is basically just following Ginger's lead on everything and looking to her to what, what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, of course, once she becomes um, a werewolf, then bees off doing her own thing. So it's like this is a fa- this is a fractured family. Yes, and that's so true. it makes total sense to me that the mom would, you know, thrust herself into the pursuits of flower arrangements and making bunt cakes and, and right. doing all this stuff. What, what are a couple of things that you like? Um, I, I think it's <laughs> it's it's not exciting. It's not sexy, but uh, just it's well shot. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. It, there are some very cre- – uh, there's little um, – I don't know. Whenever I see a Dutch angle, I'm like, we can do more than that, right? This isn't yeah. Um, yeah. the 50s or whatever. But but they're used um, effectively. Um, there are some great just sort of um, – the great editing. This is nominated for an award for editing. I think mm-hmm. the editing really helps um, everything um, snap and, 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 and go together. Um, and this is just some creative um, kind of setups um, and scenes – um, there, there's a, there's a, there's a couple scenes that are um, heightened. The comedy is heightened, I think, or the effect is heightened by, um, by by the uh, cinematography. Um, when they first figure out, oh, we're going to need like feminine products here, mm-hmm. and they go to the supermarket, we just like yes. smash cut to low angle yeah. of the tampon aisle, yeah. and little B is looking up at this huge wall of light blue and purple boxes and she's just like i don't know i know this, and she was like this, this look this at this one, one comes with a calendar it's got a calendar it's super absorbent or whatever yeah yeah i thought that that was really great i also liked um when they get sent they go to the nurse we gotta go to the nurse yeah this is right. a geyser and she's like it's gonna seem like a lot of blood I like know. everything that they say she's just like yep that's a thing yeah what about like hair and body changes oh yeah you, that's I know, a thing i know and then she goes through the list of symptoms of just, you know, estrus or, or whatever. And, and Ginger just has this look on her face like she's not happy. Because they, they, yeah. they know that they were attacked, but they don't know. When they're not thinking werewolf. They don't know about that. And so right. she's just describing normal, the normal human things that will happen to you as you get older, they go young girl. Yeah. And she just looks like. It's like you're going to have... Horrified. Yeah, you're, a horn is going to come out of your head or something like yeah. that. Like the, she's just horrified by these very normal things that the, that the girl's saying. I thought that was really funny. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I like um, I like the, Ginger's characterization in that she is going to... And they've done entire full other horror movies about women... Um, getting you know some weird power or, some, or, or something, and it's it's all about how they're gonna you know turn the tables on the men. Sure. We've got that. It's not the whole film, but we've got that in this film. You've got the typical. They had the scene in. Uh, they had the scene like a couple times in Euphoria, where it's the scene where I walk in, 
at the end of the hallway, you know, mm-hmm. the double doors of the crash bar, it closes, you know, and everybody's in the hallway. And then I'm going to, it's the strut scene. I'm going to go down the yeah, hallway. Yeah, yeah, right. And so Ginger's going down the hallway and everybody's like, woo, and the girl, I'm scared. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah all right. It's, it's kind of like she's, you know, it. Two weeks ago, Ginger would have thought, well, get up on the buffet table, you know, because you're being served. But it's right. more like she's shopping, you know. It's like, who am I going to devour here? Yes. Like, they don't know what they're, you know, they're cheering for the lion at this point. She's owning it. She's owning her power. She's, um... Well, it's 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 kind of, it's empowerment, but it's also, she's a murderer. It's yeah. Gonna... <laughs> no, you're right. Um, that's why I thought like there's a there's a there's a part of her. So maybe she doesn't really like being a werewolf, but there's a part of her that has embraced the power and right, confidence but a, that comes along. With sure, it. yeah, she loves that. Yeah. Um, and she she got boobs over the summer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, but she's in the back seat with Jason, and they're making out, and her stomach growls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and he's like, "What's that?" She's like, "Oh, it's, it's just my stomach." I know. <laughs> I thought that was really great. I thought it was great, too. But like I said, it's so good that other movies have made that the whole movie, but it's just one part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of... Uh, I mean... I, 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 I wish that, like, maybe... Um, uh, her and B could have had more of a, a resolution between the two of them. Um with um you know just their the relation so it wouldn't have ended the way that it did but um so that's a little frustrating but um yeah i guess we get two other there's two other movies which i haven't seen but uh no don't really doesn't really go into that at all they're not great okay all right they're not great i wish they were um, I don't know why there are two other movies because this movie made like five hundred thousand dollars tops, but you know a lot of that was, I guess, problems over distribution or just also it just being a niche Canadian horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did make two more. One is um, a continuation of the story, and Ginger is a ghost. Which I was is like, wondering how they were okay. Do that. Yeah, okay, I know that werewolves are real, but we really hit hard that it's something biological or it's you know we cut to a science class and we're watching the video about you know the the cell the virus takes over other cells yeah and and it devours them and and it doesn't matter but it's like okay we get it yeah um although you're mixing your metaphor shouldn't they be watching you know like the hormones cause changes throughout the body or something like that should be in sex ed yeah i know i think you're right but anyway or maybe they're watching an std film i don't know And then the third movie is a prequel set in old timey days. Like how? It's did like they... the beginning of the of the legend of the Beast of Bailey Downs. So were they their great, however many great ancestors? Yeah, it's like they're 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 reincarnated or something like that. But then that's almost like so insinuating... now there's ghosts and reincarnation. What which is it? Film. Yeah, then they're almost saying like it's they inherited it somehow or something like that, which is weird. Right, which, which is, is pretty not explicitly not what it is. Although they're yeah. all, they've always been weird. Like they, yeah. I mean, the actresses are you know eighteen and seventeen or whatever they were, but they are a sixteen and a fifteen year old girl who outwardly look normal, but they mm-hmm. haven't begun menstruating, mm-hmm. which. I guess could happen, but yeah. it does, when you point that out on a film, it does seem, you know, weird. Yeah. Although you couldn't really make this movie with, 
like 12-year-old girls. No. I I read somewhere that the actress who plays B was like 22 when they filmed this and she so she was oh, actually that's right. She's older, older that's right. Yeah. Than Ginger I but played the younger sister. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen um, Catherine Isabel has gone on to a solid, if undistinguished, career. Um, she's done a lot of lot of spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of stayed in that lane. Yeah. And then the other one, um, I've seen every like once in Emily a while. Perkins or something. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll, you'll see her. Um, she'll pop up on a show that's shot in Canada or something like that. So, oh, yeah, it's 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 B from. I think she. Snaps. I think I saw somewhere she was in the original It. I don't know what how large of a role she had or who she played, but I, she was in It. Really? Yeah. Eighty two. She could have been one of the uh, original losers. Maybe I don't know. Huh. Um. So, anyways, that was just when I looked at her um, filmography. That was something that stuck out for some reason. So I, I guess know. it would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you recommend this? Yeah, I absolutely would recommend it. I think it's a it's a really good film. Um, probably underrated. Let's get people talking about it. Um, it's like eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Do you mean uh, under underappreciated in people's conversations? Yes. About, yes. About uh, thoughtful horror. Yes. Okay. That's what I mean. All right. Yeah. Would you recommend it? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, man. Just because I, you know, complain about. How it could be better doesn't mean I don't like it. No. If love and hate are not opposites. I I know. Should and we... I, the reason I love it so much and I've seen it I'm I think I've seen it 50 times. <laughs> like I this is one of the first DVDs that I owned, mm. you know, playing in my uh original my my PS2 uh when it was just oh the widescreen's on the front side and the yes <laughs> the pan yep. scans on the back. Right. Uh, in the paper case, so, right? Yeah, I've seen I know, this right? So many times, um, and you know, like anything that you've seen a lot and think about a lot, you know, you think about ways that it could be better. But you also, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Should we also mention that it was recently announced? I think within the last week um, that there is going to be a TV show based on uh, the Ginger Snaps. I don't know if it's all three films or at least the first film um, following. Uh, the the two sisters and you know have a similar. Um, I, I'm sure we'll expand upon um, the story. Obviously, it's but, yeah. yeah. Um, and the fact that it's the sisters uh, makes it uh, difficult. You'd think for it to be. Um, it, it won't involve. I mean, Catherine Isabel could play the mom or something like right, that. Although she, right. Catherine Isabel, does not look like a mom. A mom. She looks exactly the same. Yeah. Right. Um. Aging in reverse, as they say. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, it's produced by the people that do Killing Eve, but yeah. it, they're you know it's not Phoebe Waller Bridge or anything like that. No, uh, and I'm unfamiliar with the um, the girl that'll be writing it, but I think it's good that a girl's writing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that you could um, we could add some more characters and maybe yeah. you know have hopefully play out. Some of these things that I felt like were not given justice in the film, we can um, play them out a little more with a longer format. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it and how they're going to expand upon this world. And, you know, um, I would like for it to go more than one season and like for it to go yeah. like explore past like, you know, 
Ginger is a werewolf and it's the first full moon. I'd like to see it get past that. You know what I mean? Like, what do we do? How does how do we I deal guess. with it? I don't know. That's, I don't know mean, how it's not it'll a be a challenge. Movie. No, it's, this is a literally ho- a Halloween movie. Yeah, I know because it it happens on Halloween. It happens on Halloween. Yeah, and uh, I the guy uh, what's his name Fawcett or whatever has yes. already said like, oh yeah, this I feel like this is the perfect follow up to Orphan Black for me. And it's like. It's, Hand, hand yeah. up over here. Yeah, right. Uh, don't orphan black this, please. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't have a clone gimmick. No. But don't drown this in all your half-baked ideas. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, just say we've got, you know, I don't know how many episodes per season, but like, let's say three seasons. And if you yeah. get more, great. Right, right, right. But let's try to land this. Let's try to have a point. Let's try to get there and yeah. not let it just run out like yeah. orphan black did. The first season of Orphan Black was like excellent and I don't remember where it went off the rails for me if it was in somewhere in season two or season three but like it like the sixth clone showed up yeah right it just was it, it just got to the point where it got I know it's science fiction and everything but it just got ridiculous and like like you can structure your um you know suspension of disbelief so far but it was just kind of like what is what is this world that we're watching right now i don't even i don't get it yeah so anyways yeah yeah don't do that don't don't do that <laughs> yeah don't do that but do go see or rent or buy ginger snaps uh it's a spooky film but mm-hmm. i think you can watch it at any time of the year mm-hmm. and it raises a lot of great questions and yes. it's a great exploration of stuff that is not explored enough yes things are changing a little bit we're seeing more female-led horror and sci-fi, but go yeah. see uh, a great a gem from the, the early days yes. of wanting to do that. All right. Well, see, we did it. We did it. Easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a it's a great movie. No, um, no, no. We're t- talking about the movie. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad Why that. Going back to the movie. I'm sorry. I'm a little sad that. Um, all right. Stop laughing over there. I'm a little sad that Halloween is over. Um, I do like uh, spooky season and. Uh, talking about scary stuff um, more than I used to. I didn't used to like horror films that much. Uh, so, anyways, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't. Or you can. People went trick or trick- treating, right? I think in like a modified. In fact, I know way. they did. I went to the store last night, and I was, yeah. as I was coming back, there was a kid, probably seventeen, eighteen, wow, by himself, just walking around and in a bag. And he went to um, a house uh-huh. near mine, and they just had um, candy up, like clothes pinned to like a clothesline. Sure, that's that's cute. And I'm like, oh, all yeah. right, come on. I know why. Are, why are you doing this when you're? Yeah, all right. Just buy candy. <laughs> just buy candy with the just, money you got from your job. Just, just buy a bag of fun <laughs> you're not size even in costume. candy. Oh, he wasn't even in costume. Nothing that I recognized. No, he was just in clothes. That's disappointing. But I'm, I'm starting to realize these days that I don't recognize people's costumes. They dress up yeah. like stuff, and I and I don't know what it is. And it's like, okay, whatever. No, I know. I'm old. 
I I'm old too. Um, like if I saw a lot of like like newer anime characters, I'd be like, well, I know you're an anime character, but I don't know who you are. Right. You know. Um. Yeah. I know it's um, it's weird. We don't recognize things anymore. So is it weird? I think so. <laughs> your vamping is. It's just another. It's another. <laughs> so process, like you're getting a, older. Here's a Halloween thought for you. Your vamping leaves something to be desired. All right. But that's okay. It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. You got to work at it. Dracula wasn't Dracula overnight. It was tough for him at first. He had to vamp it up. Only later did he get, like, you know, his own coffin, a tiny coffin for a bee, and whatever else. I don't know what was going on with that, but that was really funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, cozy up to us on social media at Just Enough Trump on Facebook and Twitter, and go to your listening platform of choice to subscribe to our show if you haven't already. It's the best way to get the show. And uh, you won't have to worry about live shows ever again after tonight, I don't think. And uh, you can also uh, give us a rating and a review, but maybe just skip the rating and review for now. But in the future, when you like what you hear, give us a rating and review. Give us five vials full of monkhood extract, which will definitely kill you if you inject. Uh, We'll be (laughs) back next week to talk about something else. And until then, uh, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikahana. Keep the geek fires burning. (laughs) 